tell me, first of all, are y'all having a good week? Yes. yes. No. Okay. How many of you are sick or have been sick? A couple of you? Okay. That makes for kind of a bad week. I can understand that. Last week you were drugged. Did you recover from Sunday night? You look like somebody beat you with a baseball bat on my sidewalk. Okay. Just curious. All right, what have we been talking about for the last two weeks? Jesus. Yes, Jesus, specifically. The light. the light. Yes, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. What was our What was our focus that that was awesome? What was our focus two weeks ago? Light. Yes, Jesus brought light into the darkness. When we look at Scripture, we see we see the the truth that before we know about Jesus Christ, we are stumbling around in the darkness. We are trapped in our sin. But then we hear about who Jesus is. We hear what Jesus has done. In fact, Jesus called himself the light in John 8:12. It says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in, walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus calls himself light. And we talked about what Jesus has done and the fact that once we hear about Jesus Christ, we have a decision to make. We can either keep stumbling around in the darkness, keep playing around with our sin, or we can make a choice to receive the light, to receive Jesus Christ. And after we see, receive Jesus Christ, if we make that choice, we get to what that we talked about last week? It was Jesus. Yes, we did talk about that. We're going to get to that in a minute. Right, but the, how, what are you doing when you do that? Yes, you shine your light, you live it. <laughs> that, yeah, somebody's tweet. Having a bad day? Blame Obama. That was a tweet. Negative. Negative. Don't be negative. That's what we talked about. Once you make a choice to follow Christ, hey, once you make a choice to follow Christ with your life, which I've talked to pretty much everybody in here, and you told me you've made that choice, now you have a daily choice to live it out. A daily choice to show people your relationship with Christ. And there were four ways we talked about doing that. What were the four ways? Be positive in a negative world. Yes. Be a person of integrity and Yeah. Be a servant in a selfish world. Okay. Be authentic in a phony world. In a phony world. Okay. So let's do a rundown. Before Mr. Billy puts up, Mr. Billy, put that, put that slide up there that has the blanks in it. Okay. Before Mr. Billy puts up the answers, I want to see how many of you all can get this correct. Okay. The world was full of darkness. So God should say sent, not dent. God dent, God sent Jesus into the world to save us from the darkness. Once we, once we what? No. Receive. Once we receive this light, we must live it out daily. Okay, you can put that out there. Does it still stay dent? Yes. I was consistent. Got to be consistent, even if it's wrong. Okay? This, this is the story, guys. This, this is us. This is the world. This is creation. We are stumbling around in the darkness, and because of that, God sent Jesus. He sent the light into the world. And once we know that, we make a choice. And if we make a choice to receive the light, then we have to live it out. And that is where we talked about you have the one-time choice of receiving forgiveness from Jesus Christ, but then you have the daily choice of getting up and following him every single day. And that brings us to where we are tonight. You receive the light, 
you live the light, what do you think we should do next? Share the light. Is it on the screen behind me? Good man. All right. I like that. I like that. Now, how many of you like to share? Wow. Okay. There's one of you. Okay. Why? Why? Okay. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let's let's back up for a second. For those for those of you who don't like to share, why do you not like to share? Because it's mine. Because it's yours. Yeah. So this so this box of almonds right here. Should I share these? Okay, wait. How many of you think I should share these? Yes, I should share these. How many say no? Don't share those. Okay. So I should keep them all to myself. Okay. Well, here's here's what I'm going to do. I am not a big fan of sharing these. Mandy's being much nicer than I usually am. She's handing them out. I, I don't like to hand these out. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give one of you this box. Hey, hey, hey. But there's a requirement. There's a catch. In order for you to get this box, in order for you to get this box, you can only eat two. And you have to share the rest. You have to share the rest. Sarah, you willing to do that? You can only eat two, but you have to give the rest away. <clears throat> have to. Oh, no, no, no. She has to give them out. That's not an option. What's that? You can choose who you want to give them to. I didn't give you a requirement on who you share with. I just said you have to share. So, hey, do it. Stand up. Start sharing. Give them out. Now, now we find out. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, the blackmail's coming out now. You want me to help you in the school? Give me a chocolate-covered almond. How many you got left? You almost done? Three? Who are the three? Hey, if it makes you feel better, Beth. Hey, Bethany. She didn't give me one either. Sorry, I I know, I know. I know. Hey, you know that's 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 what it is. <laughs> she called. She called you. See, yeah. Now you see what she gave me. She gave me the box. She. Oh, it does smell good. There you go. You can have the coupon. Okay. Now. Now. Here's here's the. Here's what I find interesting about what just happened. If you notice, number one, Sarah was very selective about who she shared with. Some of you were very insistent that you needed to be somebody that was shared with. You even used blackmail to make it work. Okay? But one of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of times sharing a box of chocolate almonds is a lot like sharing our faith. Number one... We don't always like to do it. We want to we want to take what we know about Christ and we want to hold it right here because it's it's our gift. It's what God gave to us, and we don't want to we don't want to let other people know about it. Now we say we do, but when it comes to actually doing it, we don't always really do that. And then the second thing is that when we do decide to do it, sometimes we are very selective about who we do it with. 
We've got certain people that we're willing to talk to and certain people that we're not going to go near. But you see, there is one big difference in that compared to Jesus and a box of chocolate almonds. Number one, it's Jesus and a box of chocolate almonds. But number two, I had a requirement that in order for you to receive that box of almonds, you had to share it. But when we receive forgiveness from Jesus Christ, when we make the choice to follow him, there's no requirement for us to share. Now, Scripture tells us that we should share and that we need to share, but that grace and forgiveness is free. There's no catch to it. God doesn't say, if you're not willing to share me with other people, you're still going to go to hell because I'm not going to let you in. He doesn't do that to us. You see, the problem is a lot of times we, we think that, though. We think that, okay, if we've got this faith, then we have to share. And I'm, I'm not really comfortable sharing. I don't really, I'm, I'm kind of scared. In fact, there's been a recent article, well, I say recent, it was actually published in 2012, so it's been about a year and a half, almost two years ago. And here's what this article said about people that share their faith or don't. It says, although nearly three in four Christians say they feel comfortable sharing the gospel, the majority do not do so. New findings from a LifeWay research, which they described themselves as distressing results, indicate that 61% of evangelical Christians, that's you and I, people to say that we believe in Jesus and we believe you should share Jesus with other people, 61% of evangelical Christians fail to share their faith on a regular basis, even though they believe it is their responsibility to do so. Moreover, nearly half of these respondents said they have not invited a non-Christian friend to church in the past six months. I'm not even going to touch that one right now. The study, which was conducted in October of 2011 and released this week, surveyed nearly 3,000 American adults who attend a Protestant church once a month or more. Only 8% of those surveyed said they are hesitant to share with others that they are Christians. Yeah, that, that says only 8% said that they're scared to share, but yet it tells us over 61% don't share. Let's bring that a little bit closer to home. That would basically be me saying, this side of the room has talked to at least one person in the last month about Christ. This side of the room, you had not talked to anybody. Now, I don't know where that actually falls with you guys, but that's what that looks like. That's what that demographic looks like. That's over half, if we brought it to our youth group, that's over half of our youth group, over half of our high schoolers that don't share Christ with anybody on a regular basis. And one of the reasons I think that happens is because I think we're scared. Think about the things that you talk about in the day. Think about the things that you talked about today. Maybe cars, maybe guys, maybe girls, sports, school, lunch. I don't know. Your hair, who went to Key West, who's left-handed, who has blue eyes. All of those different things you talked about today. Did you talk to anybody about Christ? And everything I'm saying to you, understand, this, this applies to me, this applies to the adults, this applies to the middle schoolers. We've all got the same responsibility. So we talk about all of these different things that, that are important to us, and yet we say Christ is the most important thing in our life, and we never get around to talking to people about who Jesus Christ is. But you see, we don't share because we're scared. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people are scared to share their relationship with Christ? Why, Bethany? They're afraid someone will judge them for what they believe. Okay. Afraid of getting judged? Yes. 
Okay. They think it's awkward. It's a sensitive thing. It's a very touchy subject, especially a lot of times, depending on your family at family gatherings, you know, you don't bring up politics. You don't bring up religion because things can get ugly real quick. Well, some families do. Some families don't. Yes, Samuel. Your friends will hit you in the back of the head. Yeah, something like that. Okay. So you think, what, their friends will what? Like, their friends won't like them. Okay. So you worry about losing friends. Anybody else? Yes, Mandy. Technically not politically. Politically correct to, like, talk about your faith. Okay. Like, like at work, I guess. I mean, at work, it's not weird for me to talk about my faith, because, like, Everybody, most everybody there like goes to church and is a believer. But in like a lot of work, a lot of workplaces, it's not politically correct to like talk about what you believe in because you might offend someone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and you'll notice nowadays more so than in the past, many different faiths will be talked about because we talk about and we hear this word of being tolerant of all people and all faiths and all beliefs. Yet when you express Christianity and belief in Jesus Christ, that's not tolerated. Pay attention. You'll see it if you haven't already. In this world where we're supposed to be tolerant, Christianity and belief in Jesus that he is the only way to God is not tolerated by most of the population. Justin. Yeah, people will get mad at you. I don't know. People, people can sue you over anything. I don't know. I can cross my eyes at you, and you could probably sue me because I did permanent emotional damage. <laughs> I, it wouldn't surprise me. I have no idea, but it would not surprise me. I'm pretty sure there's, like, there's like a legitimate like, claim now. Like, it's like, I, I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's like infringement on free religion choice or something like that. It's like a legitimate like, law now that you cannot like, infringe on someone's right to religion. Then you're still going to jail because <laughs> now you're guilty of murder, and you may die for that one. But you're right. Hey, there's all kinds of reasons. There's all kinds of reasons that we're scared that we don't share with people. But let's think about this for a second. Is Jesus the most important thing in your life? Is it? Is it really? I mean, think think about the things that are important in your life. Think about the things that you talk about, the things that you live out every single day. Is Jesus the most important thing in your life? And if you answer that question no, well, let's start there. Why not? What is, what is it that's above Jesus? But if you answer that question yes, then if that's the most important thing in your life, we should probably be talking about that with people, shouldn't we? We have a responsibility, we have an opportunity to tell people about this gift, this light that we have received, that we are trying to live out. We have the opportunity to share it with other people. In fact, Scripture, it, it tells us that, that if we're believers in Christ, as just as he is the light, we've received his light, and now we're a light. That's what it says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. 
Nor did people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Think about the things that we talk to people about. New movies. We talk about movies all the time. New music. We share it with our friends. We share it with our family. The new apps we have on our phone. Hey, you've got to get this one. We talk to people about those things, yet we, we don't share Christ. We talk about those things because we want other people to experience what we've experienced. Hey, that movie was awesome. You need to go see it. Hey, check out this app. This game is fun. We want you to play it with me. We want them to experience what we've experienced it should be the same way with our relationship with Jesus Christ. If we have actually experienced forgiveness through the blood and resurrection of Jesus, shouldn't we want other people to experience that? That's not a rhetorical question. We should. And that's what this verse is talking about here. This is saying that if you are a Christian, you have received the Holy Spirit. God lives in you. You are not a God. You are not God, but God lives in you. And you are a light. Scripture described it last week when we were talking about it. It said that we are jars of clay. And if you remember what that means is jars of clay are very fragile. And they break very easily. And yet that is what God has called us. And he has chosen us, these fragile, weak bodies, these weak vessels, to carry the message of Jesus Christ. Because it's that important. Because he wants us to share it with other people. You know, this verse uses something that is it's probably kind of foreign to some of you guys. It talks about a candle. It says people don't light a lamp or put it under a basket. Lamp, candle, those words are kind of interchangeable in the way this was originally written. When we light a candle nowadays, what are we usually doing that for? Yes, because it smells good. By the way, cranberry chutney, if you all have ever smelled that candle, it's my favorite one. It's awesome. What's that? I've never smelled the bacon one. Don't you bring me one? I'd like to smell it. We'll see. Uh, well, never, no, never mind then. But most of the time now, the purpose of a candle, it's to smell. But you see, there was a time, and some people still do this, when you would light a candle because you actually needed light. When your power went out, before you had power, you would light a candle and it would light up a room. One-room houses, it would light up the entire house. And see, to contextualize that a little bit, the, the verse would probably go a little bit more like this, and this is, this is my own version. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, and this is where you guys come in. Nor do people turn on a cell phone and put it under a basket, but hold it up in the air, and it gives light to all in the room. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That sounds kind of funny, but that... If we actually put it in something we can relate to, that's, that's what we would do. We don't light a light or a candle or a lamp. We turn our cell phone on and we start looking for stuff that way. That's what we do. But that's, that's, that's what this is talking about. It's saying that our faith, our relationship with Christ, if it's a light, if we're not sharing it, then that light, we're taking it and we're covering it up. And we're keeping other people from seeing it. We're keeping other people from experiencing what we've experienced. And as those who believe in Jesus Christ, we're supposed to not do that. We're supposed to share it. That means the way that you interact with other people. The way that you talk. 
the words that come out of your mouth. And I'm not even talking cuss words. Yeah, that's an issue. But scripture says, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. There's other things you can talk about that's unwholesome without cussing. See, we've got to think about those things. We've got to think about what we're watching, what we're listening to, the people we're hanging out with, the things that we're saying. That is part of living it out and letting your light shine. And that is part of what gives you the opportunity to share who Jesus is. So tonight we're going to get practical. How do we actually share Christ? What are some ways that we can actually do that? That's what I want to go through tonight. And I don't have a lot of verses in this section because sometimes we've got scripture. We know what we're supposed to do. Now, how do we actually do that? Let's get down to the nitty gritty. And I'm going to tell you the first thing you need to do, the first thing I need to do, is that you need to pray for your friends. Pray for the people that you're going to share Christ with. Scripture tells us, if you, if you read through scripture, it shows us and tells us over and over how powerful prayer is. And before you ever have a conversation with anybody about Jesus Christ, we should pray for that person. Pray that their ears will be open to the message of Jesus Christ. Pray that their eyes, that their hearts will be open to their own sin and what Jesus Christ offers them, the forgiveness of their sins. And yes, God already knows this. You can't tell God anything he doesn't know. But when we pray to God, when we lift those people up to God, we're showing God that we trust him to take care of that situation. Whether they ever accept Christ with us telling them or not, we're showing God our trust in him. That's why we have to start with prayer because it is a powerful thing. So that's step one. And I'll tell you this, even in a conversation, if you're in mid-conversation and Christ comes up and you didn't know you were going to talk about it, you can say a quick prayer right there in your head. You don't have to have gotten down on your knees for 15 minutes. Oh, God, Lord Jesus, please help this person accept Christ. You don't have to do all that. You can, but you can do it quick. But start with prayer. And then you do this. Take advantage of the opportunities that God gives you. Take advantage of the opportunities. Anybody in here ever had an opportunity to share Christ and not taken it? I'm willing to bet a lot of us have. Why didn't you? You were scared. Exactly what we talked about before. You see, there's a lot of times we'll have opportunities. We'll have the opportunity to talk about God, to ask somebody what they believe, where they're going to die, go when they die. Is it going to be heaven? Is it going to be hell? What do they believe about God? Have they heard about Jesus? We have those opportunities, but we have to actually look for those opportunities. And a lot of times we'll have have excuses and we'll have legitimate excuses. Well, I really didn't have time to get into that conversation today. I'll talk to him about it again later. Or you know what? I didn't didn't know the verses. I wanted to share Christ with him, but I, I didn't know where to find the scripture in the Bible. And I didn't know it off the top of my head, so I didn't want to mess it up and, and really just get him down the wrong road. So I just didn't. I'll do it again later. You see, we can come up with all kinds of reasons, but the truth is, they're excuses. Scripture tells us that that we need to always be prepared. And I can tell you this, if you start looking for the opportunities to share Christ with people, you will find the opportunities to share Christ with people. 
If you ask God to give you opportunities to tell someone about Jesus Christ, God will give you the opportunity. You just have to take advantage of it. You just have to look for it. And we will have those opportunities. I've told you guys this story before. I had a grandmother who was on her deathbed, and I had the chance to stand there and tell her about Jesus Christ, and I didn't do it because I was scared, because there were other people in the room, and I was worried about what they were going to think. And you know what? I have no idea if she had a relationship with Christ. She may have. She may have made that decision earlier in her life, but I don't know. And that's an opportunity that I regret giving up. So we've got to take advantage of those opportunities. Take advantage of the times when God comes up or when you see a window and you can just talk about him. Don't let those pass by. Here's another thing we can do. Bring God up in conversation. Now this is where it gets awkward. Are you talking to your buddy about cars? How do you bring God up in a conversation like that? Well, it's really not that hard. As you're talking about cars, as you're talking about those engines, it's real easy to say, man, it's incredible the mind that God gave man to be able to come up with something like that. And just like that, you've introduced God into the conversation. Good night, Siri. Or you're talking about sports and your favorite athlete and the catch that they made. Man, can you imagine? Can you imagine the abilities that God gave the human body? And all of a sudden you've introduced God into the conversation. And that may sound, well, that sounds really corny. That's kind of dorky. Maybe. How else are you going to do it? You've got to introduce God into conversations. You've got to look for the opportunities. And it may sound weird. It may sound silly. But one small comment that you make about God and something God has done could open the door for you to talk about who God is and what he's done in your life. But you've got to make it happen. Well, God just didn't come up in that conversation. He didn't come up because you didn't bring him up. I didn't bring him up. Understand, guys, I am not up here talking tonight accusing you all of not doing something. I'm up here talking tonight about things that we all need to do. Things that we're all guilty of not doing because, guys, it is that important. Because the people you sit by in class, even in a Christian school, there are people you sit by in class who are on a fast train to hell. It's true. And you probably have even less of those if you go to one of the public schools here in town. Less people who are going to heaven because they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Your mission field is not one day when you get a job and God sends you out. Your mission field is now where you are in your school with your friends, the people that are around you every single day. And we've got to look for those opportunities to introduce God into conversation so that we can share this gift that we've received. And there's something else you can do is you can invite people. And there's a couple ways you can invite people. The first one is this. You can invite people to our student ministry. Invite them to the things that we do. Every single week. I told you we're getting practical. I'm not going deep scripture tonight. I'm getting practical. Invite people to what we do. 
Some of you get tired of it. You'll see posts from me on Facebook, or I'll send you a text message or something telling you, hey, you missed last week, or hey, hope you can make it tonight. Hope we'll see you on Sunday. That's because I want you to be here. And you have the opportunity to invite people to everything that we do as a student ministry. We meet on Wednesdays. We meet on Sundays. We do things like the bonfire. We do all kinds of stuff. And if you are unsure of how to share Jesus Christ with people, if you're scared to share Jesus Christ with people, guess what? We'll do it for you. We'll help you. I'll introduce God into the conversation. And then all you have to do is bring it up later. Hey, what do you think about what Pastor Jesse said? I've already done the hard part for you. But invite them to come be a part of what we're doing because our goal is not just to come here and have a good time. We want that, yes, and we will do that. But our goal is to introduce people to Christ and help them be followers of him. That's what we want. So you invite people to what we're doing here in the student ministry. Second thing you can do is invite people to believe in Jesus. Pretty simple, right? Invite people to believe in Jesus. That means first, you have to have shared Jesus. And if you don't know how to share Jesus Christ, I can give you three quick verses. Romans 3.23, what's it say? For all sin and come fall short of the glory of God. That means we are all sinners. You have to admit that you are a sinner. Every single one of us. What's Romans 6.23? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We have to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. And that the only way we can be forgiven is through his blood and his resurrection. And who knows Romans 10.9? Yeah, you knew I was going there. What's Romans 10.9? Anybody? I want to know Romans 10.9. Because if you confess with your mouth and... Okay. It's A, B, C. Admit, believe, confess. Guys, it's that easy to share Jesus Christ with somebody. It's that simple. And if, if you don't remember this, you see this little thing right here? These are on the table between the two chairs next to the door on your way out. If you can't remember those verses or didn't write those down, take one of these with you. Because that's exactly what this goes through, how to share Christ with somebody. The a, it's what it says, the ABCs of the gospel. Now, you can take it. You can use other verses. That's just three. There's all kinds of verses you can use because there's all kinds of verses that talk about Jesus and what he's done. And when you share, make it personal. Don't just say ABC. What has Jesus done in your life? Why should Jesus matter? What has his death and resurrection, the forgiveness of your sins, what has that meant in your life? That's when you start getting personal. And that's when you catch somebody's attention. And that's what we're called to do. And after you've shared, invite them to make a decision. Ask them, hey, what I talked about, that's something you want to do. Do you want Jesus to forgive you of your sins? You want to follow him with your life. You have to actually invite them. Give them the opportunity to make a decision. That's why on Wednesday nights, when, when we finish up, most Wednesdays, I'll ask everybody in the room, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, 
I want to invite you to do that now. That's why we do it every Sunday. Because a lot of times people won't do something if you don't ask. You've got to invite them to make a decision. And then you can do this. <laughs> invite them to commit to a small group on Sunday mornings. And here's the reason. Not just because we want more people here on Sunday mornings. It's because that's where growth's going to happen. As we get into God's word, as we interact, as you all talk more than we normally do on a Wednesday night, as we ask you questions, you start to dig into scripture yourself. And you start to grow and learn who Christ is. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's some of you in here. Somebody needs to invite you to commit to be part of a small group on Sunday morning because you're not here. That's how we grow. So consider this an invitation. I would love it if every one of you were here Sunday morning at 9 o'clock right here in this room. I'm inviting you. Invite them to come and invite them to... Hey, I'm not pointing fingers. I could, but I'm not pointing fingers. Okay? But guys, invite them. Invite them to this opportunity to grow deeper. To know who Christ is. To know what he will do in our lives as we follow him, as we get into his word. And the next thing you can do is invite people to develop spiritual habits. Show them what it looks like to read the Bible on a daily basis. I hope you all are doing that. It has never been easier to do that with the apps that are available for you. You can set reminders to remind you to read your Bible on a daily basis. There's apps where you can set a reminder to memorize scripture. On a daily basis. To study scripture. To meditate on it. To pray. To give. Those are all spiritual disciplines. Those are all spiritual habits. And as we do those things. As we do all of those things. We learn how to trust God more. And we grow more in that relationship. And we have a better understanding of who he is. And we have the opportunity to then turn around and share that with other people. Invite people to develop spiritual habits. And the last one is this. Invite them to share. If you have shared with them, if they've made a decision for Jesus Christ, if you've invited them to do all these things and they're growing as a Christian, then say, hey, you remember that time I shared with you? Why don't you give it a shot? Share with somebody else. It goes full circle, guys. Somebody at some point in your life shared who Jesus Christ is with you. Have you gone and shared that with somebody else? That's what we're called to do, guys. And it's scary. It can be hard. I'll be the first one to admit that. This is, this is what I do for a living. I preach. I talk about Jesus. I share Christ. And there's times when it scares me. And there's times when it's hard. But you know what? That's why we need God. Because if we're trusting in Him, He's going to give us the words to say. He's going to give us the courage even when our knees are knocking and our palms are sweaty and we can't quite get all the words out correctly and we get tongue-tied. God will make it happen. Think about that. It doesn't matter if you can remember all the verses. It doesn't matter if you stumble over your words because for me to say that I can, I can stop someone from knowing Christ because I don't say the right words or give them the right verses is for me to say that I have more power than God. Do you ever think about that? Yes, I will mess it up. 
I have messed it up. But you know what? God can still use it. God can still use us every single day, but we have to be willing to share. So here's my challenge for you tonight. I want to ask you to share. I guess I get some scared looks there for a second. I want to ask if you're willing to commit to share. And I'm not going to give you a time frame. I'm simply going to ask you to write down a name. On that back middle shelf back there. Got some other things on that shelf now, but there are some index cards. And there are pencils. And when the music starts to play, when we get up to sing this song, my challenge to you, if you're willing, you don't have to, I'm not requiring you, but my challenge to you is to think of somebody, somebody you know that needs a relationship with Christ. Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend, maybe you don't know a name, you just know a person. My challenge for you is to go back there and write that name down and keep it with you and start praying for that person. Start praying for an opportunity to share Christ with them. Because I can promise you this, if you ask God to give you the opportunity, he will give you the opportunity. And then you can share. And if you have never shared somebody with Christ or shared Christ with somebody, oh, it's an incredible experience, especially if they make a decision for Christ. There's, there's nothing like it. I can promise you that. Are you willing to take that opportunity tonight? Are you willing to share? I'm not requiring you to do it. I'm simply asking, will you? Kevin, if you all go ahead and get ready and come up here, I'm going to pray. And when they start to play, when they start to sing, I'm going to ask you, either get up and sing or get up and go back and write down a name.